Good morning and thanks for joining us here on KHAS. My name is Beth Parker and you are connected. Um, today we are speaking with Mr. George Ramsey. So I will let you start, Mr. Ramsey. Uh, give us a little bit about your backstory and how you are connected in the community and then we'll learn a little bit more about what you're trying to do. All right, well, well good morning. And um, first I wanna certainly thank you for taking the time to, to sit down and talk a little bit about what we're doing and and why um, this race is so important and certainly why um, I should be um, considered by voters um, to, um, to really um, get the nomination to be able to go up against our Republican incumbent, Rod Blum, um, to represent the first congressional district here in Iowa. Uh, I, um, you know, I always like to start off by telling a story about how I came to Iowa uh, because I think it's really important um, because as I've certainly traveled across the district and had an opportunity to talk uh, from county to county. You know, you, 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 a lot of times you hear people talking about uh, being native born Iowans uh, and the importance of being a, a native of, um, of, of this state. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, for me, it's, it's really important, one, that, 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 I, that people understand that, you know, I, I, I wasn't born in Iowa. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. You're a Midwesterner, uh, but, is that correct? But I am a mid Midwesterner, and uh, and certainly, you know, I espouse um, uh, Midwestern values. You know, uh, my my mother, who was a single mother who raised two boys, um, you know, and and I'm the oldest of, of two boys, you know, um, and she she raised us really to to believe um, uh, in four things. You know, to always trust in God, to always believe in ourselves, to um, always do right by others and to help those in need. Uh, and that's how I've always lived my life. And, you know, when um, I, I remember my very first um, um, role as a, I, I guess you could say a, a public servant, uh, was serving in um, student council in the seventh grade. And, you know, I remember going home and telling my mother I wanted to run for student council for second vice president. And uh, and so we, you know, we uh, our, our, of course, our last name is Ramsey. And um, and so we came up with a slogan that said, run with a ram. Uh, and, and that slogan has always stayed with me. And, you know, and I think that that was really the first introduction that I've ever had into wanting to be, you know, the kind of person who was always available to be able to help people um, who had who were dealing with challenges or who had needs that uh, that necessarily weren't being met. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, when I was 17, I decided that that I wanted to uh, join the National Guard. Uh, and, uh, you know, I grew up in a family of military veterans, many of whom had served in Vietnam and uh, the Korean War. My, my grandfather was a World War II veteran and uh, my mother, um, you know, she readily uh, um, sided with me and, and signed for me to join the National Guard at the time. And I'd, I'd gone off to college um, at the University of Kansas for a couple of years and decided that I, that I wanted to serve um, further. And, um, and so, you know, I, I dropped out of school and went to the Army full time. Uh, and, you know, and that started really for me the, um, the, um, the biggest, uh, certainly challenge of, of my life of being a, a soldier so far away from home. And, you know, someone who had always been very close to his family, and uh, and after after going to Desert Storm, had an opportunity to uh, um, there was going the drawdown was coming down, and uh, it was time for uh, for me to make a decision whether or not I was going to stay in the army or not, and uh, and I decided to um, get out, and um, then I went into public service 
working in the state of Missouri as a, as a special agent with the Missouri Department of Public Safety. Uh, and did that for six years and then woke up one morning, decided I wanted to go back to the Army. And so you fast forward uh, a number of years later, and in 2011, um, you know, I was uh, coming up for promotion. And, um, you know, as that, as that occurs, the Army decides then once you get promoted, you've got to go someplace else. And so I had a dream that I was going to go to a state that began with an I and ended with an A. And I really started making preparations to go to Indianapolis. And I called a couple of buddies of mine and said, hey, I'm coming to Indy. We're going to the Indy 500 this year. And, you know, I just need to know where, uh, you know, where, where's the best place to be able to move because I had a daughter who was getting ready to go into high school at the time. And uh, about two weeks later, I got a notification saying you're going to Waterloo. Uh, and I said, Waterloo, where is Waterloo? And, um, you know, we looked at the map and saw that Waterloo was in Iowa. Uh, and so here we came. And so in 2012, Iowa chose me. Uh, and when the time came for me to uh, retire from service after, uh, after spending 31 years in the Army, uh, we were making the decision about whether or not to move to a warmer climate, uh, to go to, you know, the Carolinas or, or, the, or the Southeast or maybe to Texas to be closer to our, our son and daughter-in-law and granddaughter, uh, and we decided to stay here, you know, and um, we stayed here because we had we'd been committed to working in the Cedar Rapids community, uh, working with a number of organizations, working with um, our school district. Um, as you know, my wife um, works uh, and uh, in the nonprofit sector, um, leading a nonprofit agency here in Cedar Rapids, and, and we've become very committed to uh, to the work that we've been doing both um, professionally and civically and we didn't want to stop doing those things gotcha we're going to come back to this but let me just go off track here uh, we have not talked about this would you advise a military career for young people for young minority people coming up uh, absolutely um, i uh, i spent a number of years as an army recruiter and and so i would certainly welcome um, the idea of young people using the military um, as, a, as, a, as a pathway um, for, uh, for them to be able to really um, decide where they want to go with their lives. Um, you know, my, my son spent five years in the Army mm -hmm. uh, uh, right after high school. And, and you know, at the time you know, when he decided, I, I thought that he was going to go off to college. And, and certainly you, um, you don't balk when your kids say they want to go into the family business. And so, and so certainly <laughs> I, I think that every... Um, every um, young person should um, should highly consider uh, a career in the military. All right, let's go back on track. A little bit about your goal and why you're running for this position. Well, you know, I um, so when I retired from the army, I, I thought that I would just spend um, spend my days, uh, you know, um, waking up in the morning, drinking coffee, and um, you know, and 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 traveling from here to Texas to spend time with our granddaughter and. Uh, and really connect, reconnecting with family. Uh, you know, I, I have not lived in the same state or uh, in the same, same area with uh, many of my family members for a very long time. And so I'd lost a lot of those family connections. And, and so I wanted to, to really reconnect with my family. And, and that's how I thought I was gonna spend retirement. And, you know, I, I, I drink a lot of coffee and I would, uh, Rather than drinking coffee at home in the mornings, a lot of time I would go to a local coffee shop uh, and sit and have coffee. And, and you find you see people coming in every single day. And, 
Uh, a lot of times people would gather and they would have conversations or, or around um, the today's political climate. And um, after a while, you find yourself um, involved in some of those conversations. Sure. And, and what I came to realize was that people were hurting. Um, people were concerned about um, their health care. People were concerned about um, um, whether or not they were going to be able to, to afford prescription medications or a lot of times you hear people talk even talking about you know what their kids are going through or what their grandchildren are going to experience and and what they weren't um, seeing was that there was anyone who was going to be able to step up into this race to be able to lead the fights to protect our health and prosperity to be able to lead the fight to protect our civil rights and civil liberties in this country and uh, and and those are the kinds of things that you know. As a soldier, I would often think about sitting down. You know, when you're when you're serving all over the all over the country and 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 in foreign lands, and you're thinking about the work that you're doing to be able to help other people. Uh, and here I am in my own community, and people are hurting. And 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 I'm thinking to myself, look, you know, um, this is the right time for the right candidate to step up to lead. And so, you know, we see such an unbearable lack of leadership coming out of Washington every single day. And we need a bold new leader who's willing to step up and to take that charge to be able to go and represent people here who are counting on the person that they that they are looking to to represent them to be able to act on their behalf every day. Uh, and so I would go home and I'd tell my wife, hey, listen, this is the conversations that I heard today. And, you know, I think I really want to run um, for office. And she would just kind of, you know, say, OK. And um, and finally, I got to a point where uh, I would I would tell her this. And and she says, look, if you're going to do it, do it. And so that was the when did you make that decision? Um, so I, I, you know, I made that decision on May the 23rd of 2017 that I was going to enter this race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, we started working to put together an infrastructure for our campaign so that we could um, bring together all of the resources that were needed to be able to take on this responsibility of, of running this type of campaign. And, you know, we um, we engaged in a listening tour and traveled all across this district, listening to voters from county to county, trying to understand why it was so important for me to be able to run because I didn't want to run because uh, because I had my own personal agenda. Mm -hmm. I wanted to run because uh, of what people were saying all across the first district. And so we did that for several months. And we always knew that uh, we weren't going to roll the campaign out until we got to a point where we felt really comfortable that we that we understood the issues that were impacting people's lives every day. Um, and so we rolled uh, the campaign out officially on September 30th. So what are some of the issues that you will focus on? Well, you know, and, and, and that's a great question because a lot of times people, when people ask me that question, they ask me, what are your priorities mm -hmm. um, um, for, for focus? Uh, and, you know, I, I, listen, my, my, priority, my priorities are the priorities of the voters um, uh, and of the citizens who, who live in this district. You know, it's it's difficult. And what to are say, you hearing? It's it's difficult to say that healthcare would be my number one priority because to farmers, you know, they want they want um, you know parity and, and pricing for mm -hmm. um, for their crops. And so, you know, when when we think about the issues that are important to people in, who live in this district, mm -hmm. um, we we have to think about the issues of healthcare. We have to think about the issues of ensuring not just ensuring that students have access 
to quality education, but ensuring that our students are getting a quality education. We have to make sure that in, in, in our rural communities, we don't continue to close um, schools and we don't continue to close health facilities that, you know, because once we do that, you know, we, we risk the um, falling back into many of the areas that we've done in, in the past where when people don't have, um, don't have um, you know, the, the immediate access to health care, they don't go um, to see a doctor. Uh, and, and so, you know, when you think about those types of issues, and, and certainly this is a district that is um, 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 really um, built on um, veterans. Um, uh, we, have a, we have a high number of veterans uh, constituents in this district. We have a high number of senior citizens um, who live in this district. And so those are, you know, really a lot of the areas uh, or those people are a lot um, really uh, allow us to focus a lot of our attention on the immediate needs that are impacting them. But, you know, we, uh, uh, we've chosen as a campaign slogan, stronger Iowa, brighter future. And so what that means is that we have to continue to build on the things that, that make Iowa great um, so that we become stronger in the things that we do really well. But then we also have to really start building on the future of, uh, of our district. We have to build on the future of our state and certainly continue to build on the future um, uh, of our economy here in this state. And that's by making sure that we're preparing young people for, um, for higher education. We're preparing young people to be able to go into our labor workforce if, if they want to go directly to work and, and, and even um, military service. And so those are some of the areas that, um, that I've certainly been focused on. And, you know, every day, uh, obviously, we see coming out of Washington uh, a new issue um, that, um, that causes us um, a level of concern. And so, you know, I, I think that over the, over the years, um, serving in this, um, serving as the congressman for representing this district, we're going to be faced with a number of challenges and issues. And I think that, you know, my personal and professional experiences have really put me in a place where, where we'll be able to tackle those issues, <clears throat> excuse me, every single day to be able to make sure that we're focused on doing the right thing for people who live in this district. Okay, well, um, speaking of previous experiences, let's talk a little bit about your previous experience and, or political experience, if it's applicable or not, and your thoughts about its effect on your campaign. Well, you know, I um, so I always share that um, my my um, my background is not in politics. Uh, my my background is in service, and uh, I and, and I want to say so. You, I believe you attended the Legacy series. I did, and and I spoke about servant leadership at that time. Mm -hmm. And you know, as a as a student um, of of leadership, um, someone who um, has um, spent. Uh, a number of years studying what it means to be a servant leader uh, and talking on uh, leadership issues um, in both the public and private sector. And, uh, you know, I, I've come to, uh, to certainly subscribe to the idea that as a servant leader, our, our first responsibility is to serve others first and that we have a responsibility to, to really raise the level of consciousness of those people that we serve so that we're doing the best thing that we can on their behalf. Look, I, I, um, when we, um, this particular race, there are, there are four candidates who are running for uh, the, the Democratic nomination to run against Rob Blum. Uh, of, of the four of us, um, only one is an elected official. And, and so, you know, we very likely uh, are going to see that uh, we're going to be um, electing 
a, a, a person who doesn't have a political uh, background, uh, but someone who has a, a background of uh, public service to be able to represent us. Uh, and, you know, I believe that in the long run, it's going to be um, certainly my, uh, my background uh, in service, both, both professionally and personally, uh, that is going to make me stand out uh, among all of the other candidates. Look, well, one of the things that I always tell people when, uh, when I'm traveling across the district is that if you don't see a part of you in the person that you're electing when you walk into that voting booth, you may be making the wrong decision. And uh, I like to think that um, as a young man who grew up in an inner city community, uh, a, uh, you know, with a single, a single mom who worked um, two and sometimes three jobs to be able to make ends meet, that, um, that I have a personal connection to every, to every family out there that is struggling from day to day um, to be able to uh, put food on the table or to be able to pay their rent, you know, that that, that personal connection is what's going to mean more um, to, um, to everyday voters. I like to think that um, as a person who served 30 years, um, serving this nation as a, as a soldier, serving on um, certainly the front lines and in the front lines of our community, that, that every, every veteran out there is going to see a part of me when they walk into a voting booth. You know, I like to think that every grandmother and every grandfather who, who thinks about um, the future that we want to um, leave uh, for, our, for our grandchildren uh, and, uh, and the fact that, you know, my little peanut, uh, that, I, that and, you know, I call my granddaughter peanut, uh, but, you know, my, my little peanut is going to have, you know, her, her place. Um, to be able to live in in a society where she can she can live healthy and she can she can be prosperous and she has all the opportunities that I've had um, to certainly be able to um, to be successful and 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 doing the things that uh, that I've done um, throughout my life and you know those are the kinds of connections that I think are going to be really important when people walk into a voting booth to make a decision about whether of who they want to represent them not whether or not I served on city council or not whether or not I've been on a, a school board, but whether or not the person that I'm electing um, has the, um, the, the ability to be able to take into account all the things that are important to me, um, to be able to go to Washington and to be that advocate for me uh, and to be able to um, be present and to be um, certainly be visible and, and, and be vocal when the time comes for us to be vocal, to fight for um, the, the freedoms and the protections that, that we so rightfully deserve as, as Americans, and certainly for the things that are important to people here in Iowa. Well, as we talked, I learned, uh, especially considering our current state of affairs, that you have had, in fact, some experience with government shutdowns. Can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about uh, what we might be headed for? Or well, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was in the Army uh, during the last shutdown. And, um, you know, we spent, you know, um, quite a bit of time talking to our soldiers uh, about the uh, possible impact that, um, that they were going to be up against um, if, uh, if our service members didn't get, pay, uh, get paid. And, you know, um, thankfully, you know, at that time, we were assured that we were going to continue getting paid. But uh, our civilians who worked with us. The reality is you don't really know. That. You don't know. You know, and, you know, um, there were civilians um, who showed up for work uh, to, um, well, take today, for example. Um, many, many federal employees, well, every federal employee showed up, excuse me, showed up to work today. And for those who are not considered uh, essential 
meaning that they um, that their presence at work is is necessary um, to to continue to maintain day to day operations. They receive furlough notices, and they were sent home. You know, and there's a lot of uncertainty about um, how long that um, um, that um, stay um, at home is going to be, and and you know, and and when, and and certainly we saw in the past that a lot of uh, contract workers who work for the government um, didn't get back pay um, for missing those days, mm-hmm. and so you know, um, the the last shutdown lasted, I think, just over two weeks, and so we hope um, certainly that um, that they can you know, get their act together in Washington and, and be able to come to a resolution to be able to get uh, get our get our government back to work. You know, this is going to affect all of us. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm a retiree. Um, I um you know, I've, I've been working for the last year and recently took a leave of absence so that I could focus full time on my campaign. The only paycheck I'm receiving um, every month, um, you know, right now is my pension. Uh, and and so there's a there's a great chance I may not get that mm-hmm. uh, at the end of this month. This affects me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, uh, and certainly there are other people in this district who are just like me who are going to be affected by this. And so, you know, those are, you know, many of the um, types of, of things that we face every single day. You know, we have a government that isn't working for the people. Uh, we have a, we have a Congress that isn't working for the people. I'm sorry, and you know um, we deserve to have a representative who is going to be there to be able to um, to be able to work for us. While they while many of our Republicans are uh, singing praise because many Fortune 500 companies are giving bonuses, you know, all the while uh, they know that they're not doing the work that's necessary to make sure that this government continues to work. Uh, and you know, it's time for us to. To, to, to really move away from um, the, the idea that, um, that one side is to blame for this and one side is to blame for that. Look, when, um, if, if we were in the army, somebody would be relieved today. Someone would be relieved today mm-hmm. because of the failures of leadership uh, on every side. And so, you know, um, as long as uh, our leaders continue to, uh, to fail, the only people who are hurting are people like us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's so uh, very important um, for us to make sure that, that we have people who are, who are really representing us every day, fighting, fighting every day to make sure that things are happening. And, and you know, I, I, I tell you, uh, if I were in Congress today, I'd be standing right there with my uh, fellow Democrats mm-hmm. um, because I, I think it's important for us to hold the line. It's important for us to hold the line for you know, the, um, the, for DACA, uh, to ensure that our achievers, you know, a lot of people like to call them dreamers. I like to call them achievers. You know, it's important that we hold the line for, for DACA. It's important that we hold the line for our children to ensure that, that they have the health insurance that they need. It's important that, that Democrats continue to hold the line to fight on behalf of everyday working Americans so that uh, this Republican Congress does not continue to take, take, take and take away from all the things that we rightfully deserve um, to be able to live healthy, prosperous lives. Uh, and so, you know, look, there they're likely going to be some sacrifices um, uh, made by many. Um, but, you know, uh, I think in the long run, what we're going to find is that uh, is that the interest of American people um, um, is at stake and that there are people willing, willing to do 
um, the things that are necessary to make sure that, uh, that they're not taken for granted. You know, that's an interesting entity, this concept of the American people, because every day I hear our, you know, the current administration say, well, I'm representing the American people. Yet somehow there's a whole bunch of folks that are left out. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's quite easy. often I feel like, well, you're not speaking for me and I'm an American people. And, and, and it's so easy to say that I represent the American people when all you do is take away from them. And, you know, and, and, and look, you know, we know. Um, we know what um, what um, um, what people are doing to to certainly be able to represent us, and and you know um, I I think it's important that voters know that they have a voice in ensuring that they elect the per the right person to go and represent them every day in Washington. Are you the right person? I'm the right person. Look, the, this is the right time for the right candidate to step up and lead. Um, it's time for us to have a bold new leader um, who is willing to take on the challenges every single day that we're facing in this uh, in this in this country. And you know, I'm, I'm look, I'm I'm the only candidate in this race who who really understands what it means to battle every day. Uh, and you know, I was talking yesterday, um, so went to church yesterday, and the pastor's message was um, fitted for battle, and he talked about. The, He's talking about you. He was. He, he, you know, he talked about the 18th. He read through the 18th Psalms, and you know, um, you know, often when I pray, uh, I always ask God to, to to give me a sign. And you know, this this is for me to make sure that I'm staying on path with um, the direction that He's leading me in. And and so I'm sitting here, and and here we here we have a message that says, "Fit it for battle." And um, I thought, how appropriate that this would be today's message given the climate uh, of today's uh, today's political climate and you know i um i thought look you know it's 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 really important for um for people who are elected to serve people to uh to go to battle every single day to fight for the things that are important for the people we represent look people in this state want they want better health care people in the state they want um, they want to ensure that their uh, that their children uh, are getting a quality education look farmers in this state want parity and pricing to ensure that they can be able to grow the crops that they need and, and provide the kind of um, uh, you know products for consumers all across um, certainly this state and all across this country and and even um, when um, when um, for many of them they're importing or exporting those products, you know, um, outside of the United States. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that everyday people are, uh, are working towards. And, and, you know, they, 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 they don't want to spend every single day watching the television, wondering whether or not uh, what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm -hmm. and, and those are the issues that, that we're facing every day. And, and certainly the things that, you know, someone like me, is willing to go to Washington to be able to do to be able to ensure that you know people in this state have a have a have a peace of mind to be able to go and you know, go to work every day and um, to be able to you know cook and, and provide food and shelter for their families and um, to be able to care for their grandchildren and 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 just really just to be healthy and prosperous. That's all we just want. Just live life. That's it. So. Um, what do you say to those people who have lost faith in the political process and the voting process? They're concerned about 
about voter suppression, all the things that are concerning to someone who wants to make a political impact, wants to have a political statement, make make a political statement, but just feels like uh, my vote doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for, the first thing I would say is we've got to give people someone they can believe in. That's the first thing. A lot of people don't vote because they don't believe in the candidates. And um, and you know what we're finding as we travel all across this district is that people are buzzing. People are uh, are fired up um, all, all across Iowa. You know, you're seeing groups like Indivisible and Progress Iowa and, you know, even our central committees, the, the county, uh, the county committees all, all in, in all of the counties that represent us here uh, in our district. People are buzzing and, 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 and they're being inspired. But here's what's going to happen. It's not enough to think that those who are involved politically are going to carry this election. It's the everyday people who are sitting at home who who aren't attending any of these meetings or any of these rallies that that we've got to connect with. And we've got to give people someone that they can believe in, someone that, you know, that that they feel is the kind of person who's going to go uh, and truly represent them every single day. And so to to those voters, what I would say is that you have a voice Mm -hmm. and if you don't exercise your right. Um, to um, to vote for candidates who best represent your voice, then we all lose. And largely occurs to me that a while ago, a few weeks ago, um, minority women were given credit for ousting. They were uh, the 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 count the candidate Roy Moore. They were, and and so we, we can make a difference. We look look <laughs> we we we've always made a difference, and you know and that's the thing you know certainly. When um, um, when um, people in our community, black people are showing up um, to vote, um, we see the impact that it has on elections, whether they're city elections or or federal elections. And, you know, um, it's important for us to um, certainly um, rally behind um, the right candidates to to exercise our voices to be able to make sure that we're doing all the things we need to do to be able to win this election. So get out there and, and do it, right? Look, um, l- do you, let's do it. Do you have it. room on your campaign for volunteer to talk I, I, a little I bit do. about uh, how I we do. can support you? Look, I have, I, so I have an amazing staff and, uh, you know, um, right now I only have two paid staff members and um, everyone else is, volu- is volunteering on our team. And, and so we certainly have uh, room for volunteers. We have room for people who want to help make phone calls to introduce me to uh, voters all across the district. We have room for people who are interested in getting out and helping us knock on doors. How do we and, contact you? Um, you can, um, there are two ways. Uh, you can call my office. Uh, the phone number to my office is 319-377-7388. Uh, or you can visit our website at uh, Ramsey for Congress. And um, when you go, EY or AY? That is EY. So Ramsey for Congress, R A M S E Y F O R Congress. And when you go to our website, there'll be a link there for you to um, to sign up uh, and join the join the fight with us. And and certainly, you know, I I would encourage everyone to go to the website and look at what uh, look at what we're talking about and 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 really. Um, see the issues that we pointed out uh, on our website as as really the um, a lot of the the, the focus for uh, for what I stand for and, and for what we're what we're fighting for every single day. 
um, you, you also get a glimpse into who I am uh, as a candidate. And, you know, it's, you know, this is um, um, certainly a big step. You know, look, I, I, uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, I'm, I'm only the third, you know, uh, African-American who's ever run for Congress in the state of Iowa. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that many people know that. And, you know, and, and, and here we are with, uh, with a pathway to victory um, where I could likely become the first um, African-American who's ever served in federal elected office in the state. Uh, but, you know, um, but, but I don't run because I'm a black candidate. And I don't want people to vote for me because I'm a black candidate. I want people to vote for me because I'm the best candidate in this race. And, you know, and, you know, we've held a number of meet and greets um, across the uh, across the city. Uh, we've been holding them um, certainly across the district. And I would encourage anyone um, to come out and, and meet me in person and and hear what we're talking about and see the things that we're doing to really be able to make a difference um, on behalf of people in uh, in this state. And, and and so those are the things that are certainly important to me. And, um, you know, I, I do want to add to that. I'm on Facebook. Uh, if you go to um, just um, go to Facebook and search for uh, George Ramsey for Congress or Ramsey for Congress, um, you'll be able to see a lot of the things that we've been doing all across the campaign trail. And, um, you know, that, you know, I remember early on someone told me that, uh, you know, well, you know, you can't spend all this time out in the community, you know, uh, campaigning and running for office. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I thought that was some of the strangest advice because how else will people get to know? Um, who you are, uh, and how else will people get to see the things that you're doing to impact people's lives um, as we're as we're seeking to get uh, this nomination? And you know, and so when people go to that uh, Facebook page, they'll see where we've been um, over uh, over the last um, six months. Um, and uh, for those who are on Twitter, they can follow us at Ramsey for Iowa, and that's Ramsey F O R. Uh, Iowa. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and we're just going to continue to do all the things that we need to do to be successful in the campaign and to um, really be the kind of candidate that um, um, that people can be proud of. Uh, you know, I, I, I certainly want to be the kind of person that, you know, that every person in this district, regardless of whether they're Republican, independent or, or, or Democrat, uh, will will say, hey, listen, my congressman is George Ramsey. Um, because, you know, we want to represent uh, all Iowans, not, not just a few. What are some of the resources that you use to allow you to keep in the know about politics? Maybe a newsletter or a website or what do you consider credible, not fake news, <laughs> sources that any one of us could tune into to get an honest appraisal of what's going on? Well, you know, I, I, I think first, the, the, the best way is to is to watch live a lot of the um, the occurrences that are happening every day. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of C-SPAN because I want to see what's happening on the congressional floor. You know, I, I want to hear the words coming out of people's mouths um, so that you can see the things that are occurring every day. Um, but, you know, the, there's so many news sources now that um, that are reporting news. And, you know, I, I, I will tell you, I, I, I watch and listen to uh, things on both sides, uh, because I think it's important, certainly, to be able to know what uh, what Republicans are thinking, uh, no different than what Democrats are thinking. And, you know, I think in the end, you know, it's not going to be news sources that um, that will really um, help people make a decision about 
who they want to represent them. Look, the reality is that all of the issues that we're facing today won't be issues for me in November because we're going to move through this shutdown. We, we've already moved through the tax cuts. You know, we're going to um, 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 praying to it's God. It's a dynamic that, process. Absolutely. We're praying to God that we're going to move through this issue with DACA. And, and so, you know, come November, there'll be a new set of issues for us to face. And so those are, are um, and so what I would tell people is, you know, it's, it's certainly important to be aware of the issues that are, that, that are impacting us daily. But um, we can't believe that the issues that are happening today on January the, the 21st uh, are, are going to be the same issues that we're going to be facing, you know, here nine months from now. But, uh, but it is really important to know that, um, that the people that, you're, um, that are seeking your support are very knowledgeable about those issues mm-hmm. uh, and are not afraid to talk about them. Uh, and, and so if, um, if you're following anyone, and they're not talking about the issues, how can you be assured that they're going to um, um, really stand up for the things that are important to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've done a very good job of making sure that, um, that we have been issues focused, um, that we address a number of those issues as they um, um, have um, been um, certainly laid out for us when we were putting our campaign together. And uh, and and we're going to continue to focus on those. And you know, um, I, I just sat down with someone um, a week ago um, where we didn't agree on everything that we talked about, but we agreed that the vast majority of uh, of things that were important to us um, were uh, were uh, were where we could meet. And and mm-hmm. and and you know, I don't I don't think that anyone is going to meet one hundred percent of of everything that you're looking for. Yeah. And, 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 and we can't hold that against people, I think, you know, when we're trying to decide whether or not someone is the right person for us. Um, look, I, I tell you what I'm looking for as a voter. I'm looking for someone who is authentic. I'm looking for someone who is compassionate uh, and someone who cares about the issues that are important to me. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and when I think about, you know, everybody that's in this race and, and who I should be casting my vote for, the only person I can think of is George Ramsey. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to be voting for. Uh, and I hope that those who are listening to this interview today uh, will, will come away with the same conclusion. Well, we're going to pull it to a close here. I have, uh, I'm going to go roundabout. I'm going to take a roundabout here and talk about, I, you know, I sense this groundswell. Local power is... Uh, it's very important and it's beginning to surface and more and more people are are understanding their own importance like you said whether it's voting whether it's a politician but there are lots of local efforts going on I want to talk a little bit about the importance of a program like KHAS and its impact in our community well you know one we have to have um, um, someone who can ensure that the voices of, of people like, uh, for people like me, are being heard. Mm-hmm. Look, um, I go to a lot of political events and I see a lot of the same faces every time I go. Mm-hmm. What we don't see is a lot of the people who are not involved politically uh, and attending a lot of rallies or attending a lot of political meetings who don't get to hear where their candidates stand um, at, on any given day. Mm-hmm. It's important for, um, um, for mediums like um, KHAS to be able to ensure that those voters get an opportunity to hear from people like me. Absolutely. And, and that's why 
the work that you're doing to um, to to ensure that 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 your listeners um, can can hear um, that your listeners um, can can hear from someone who is in this fight right now every single day, um, telling them that the most the most important ammo we have is their voice. Absolutely. And and so that's why it's important um, to to um, to be able to have this um, this type of um, a way of being able to share um, with uh, with everyday voters the, the importance of uh, of of their own personal investments in this process. Do you have any specific any scheduled appearances coming up, or are we best just to look at your website or go to to Facebook and find? We your... we we do, and you know, and 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 before I just start throwing them out, let me pull up my calendar. Just, and, yeah, and a couple so, so the biggest thing, and, and the biggest thing that I, that, um, that people need to, um, to certainly be aware of is the caucuses coming up on February 5th. Listen, um, you know, I, I would, I would say to anyone who is, um, who has a desire to be in, to really be involved in this process, to really make sure that, um, that, that they have an opportunity to speak um, up about the issues that are important to them to be able to talk about, you know, which candidates truly represent them and the voices that they have. You got to go to the caucus. You know, that's that's. So the, tell us in a few words what a caucus is. Well, the caucus is the so the Iowa caucus is an opportunity for Iowa voters to come together to be able to talk about candidates and to be able to side with candidates who best um, fit their um, their values and the things that they're looking for every single day. They're going to have an opportunity to speak for. Um, candidates that um, that as a um, that as a party uh, in this state, we we should be looking to to be able to lead the uh, the next fight for us in Washington. So caucus date you said February fifth. Yes. So the so the ticket. How do you sign up? Well, the you... caucus date is February fifth. Um, there are various precincts all over the uh, all over the um, um, the the county here in Lynn County. Um, there's a website. Um, people can go to the Iowa Democratic Party uh, website uh, and they can um, identify where their uh, precinct will be held. Um, and so those precincts are going to be held in various locations um, across the city. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's important for people to be able to know where they have to go. Uh, and, um, and look, it starts at seven o'clock, but you have to be there um, at least by 615 to get registered. Because if you're not there by Maybe seven, they... the doors are closed and you won't get an opportunity to come in. And, you know, I, I look, anybody that's listening to this broadcast certainly should go and, and caucus and be able to stand up and say, listen, I've heard from George Ramsey and, and you know, and, and, and I like everything that he's saying. And I love the things that he wants to do um, to be able to represent me. And, and that's why I'm standing up today to be able to support him. Uh, but that's the biggest event that's coming up here. Um, the um, for those who want to begin to become involved uh, in the political process, to be able to meet with um, other people who are um, who are like minded folks who are concerned about the direction of this country and uh, who want to um, have an opportunity to have their voices heard early. You know, they can come out Wednesday night. Um, this Wednesday is the Lynn County uh, Central Committee or uh, commonly referred to as the Lynn County Democrats. And they can come out to the um, Hiawatha Community Center uh, um, there and um, meeting starts at 7 p.m. And they'll have an opportunity to hear about many of the things that are going on politically in the uh, in the county. What's that location? Um, the Hiawatha Community Center. 
And, uh, and that's a great way for, um, for anyone, regardless of level, um, to, to come out and to be able to be around others who are, who are as um, interested in what's going on um, politically, uh, who, who want to be engaged in um, the political process to, to really come out and, and be, in the, uh, be in an environment where there are people uh, who are just as concerned as they are. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, the meeting is, is a monthly meeting and um, it's usually the last Wednesday of the month. And, uh, and so this will be our, 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 the third Wednesday of the month. And this would be a great opportunity for voters to be able to come out and to, and to be able to hear things that are going on. And plus, if you're there this Wednesday, um, I'll be speaking, uh, speaking again and, and, and they'll get an opportunity to meet me in person. So it's just critical for people to understand that we can impact our future. Absolutely. Uh, the decisions that we make every day and political involvement uh, determine what our future is. It's critical. Uh, absolutely. You know, the, the, listen, we, we go back to the opening of our preamble that says we the people. Uh, meaning, meaning, we uh, are are the uh, the people who are represented, and we have a voice. And and how you mean me too? Uh, you too. Uh, and um, and so you know those, those look we we can't become disenfranchised and not vote because um, be, because we don't we don't have the confidence in uh, in in the person that. Um, that we're going to cast our vote for. Look, um, if, if you don't have confidence in the person that you that you have to vote for, then you should show up and vote for the person that you should vote for. Uh, and, and that's what's going to change the direction of this country. And so, you know, um, um, look, I, 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 I can't do this alone. This is a fight that we have to do together. And if we're not going to stand in the trenches together, if we're not going to lean forward uh, in this foxhole to take on this battle, then, then we're all going to lose. We're going to get buried and, together. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, you know, I always leave, I always leave people with this, um, you know, um, that, you know, I, re I remember uh, for many years we used to have posters hanging up in some of our Army recruiting stations. And those posters would, um, would be of Special Forces soldiers either coming up out of a, a river or um, standing on a snowy mountaintop. And the reading across the top of the poster would say, um, people, people sleep comfortably in their beds at night because men like us are willing to do harm on their behalf. And women. Um, and, and, and women, certainly. Uh, but, you know, for the sake of this poster, uh, it, it just said men at the time. Uh, and, and certainly a lot has changed since that poster was, um, uh, was first created. I understand. Um, but, um, you know, I, here's what I, here's what I um, tell people. Um, and that is that, you know, you can sleep comfortably in your beds at night knowing that I'm in Washington willing to act on your behalf. Uh, and, and so that's that's the kind of candidate um, I am. That's the kind of candidate uh, I want to be. And certainly that's the kind of congressman I want to be to be able to represent people in this district. Well, thank you for your time. One more question, a yes or no. Can we uh, count on you to come back and visit with us as your campaign progresses? Absolutely. And, you know, I would love to be able to come back even after we win this election uh, and maybe do a, uh, you know, maybe we do a call-in show uh, and have an opportunity to call in and, and put together, a, you, know, um, you know, just an update on what's going on in Washington, um, you know, maybe every biweekly or every month or so. But just to have an opportunity to be able to um, make sure that people are getting, you know, um, what, um, um, you know, what they've invested in and, and, you know, and we're being held accountable 
for um, for the things that we say on the campaign trail uh, and reassuring people that we're fighting for those things every single day in Washington. Well, all the best to you and thank you for your time today. Well, thank you very much.